This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Merrickville here at Triple M. Great to be here. Not going to lie, Justin Hamilton's with me this afternoon. Hamo, mm. lucky to be here. Well, I say lucky, not really. What happened? 25 minutes down Sussex Street in the city. <laughs> 25 minutes? What were you doing? Crawling with your lips? No, exactly. I was on a motorbike. <laughs> oh, really? I was on a motorbike and it took me 25 minutes to get from Barangaroo to World Square in the city. First world problems! Were you dodging those created by higher bikes? No, it was. I had to <laughs> make sure I didn't hit about, what is it, Ofos or yeah. whatever they are? Yeah. Seriously, about six of them got in my way and I was just like, get a motor or get the F out of my lane. They yeah, went, fair enough. And they said, Merrick, it's green. It's a, it's a bike lane. <laughs> I went, okay, fair call. Cool. Yep, my That's bad. That's why it's going so slow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good to see you, Hammer. What's been going on, mate? Sorry, I've just kind of missed the start of my own show. That's no, it's all good. No, you're going to uh, appreciate this. I was over at a friend's house uh, on the weekend and uh, old friends, good friends. And uh, look, I'll, I'll say this about them. Uh, she, the wife, is, she poo-poos my interest in pop culture. You know, that, 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 that's, that's a young people's thing. That's a young people's thing. Why are you so invested in it? I don't have time to be across all of this stuff. I say, okay, that's fair enough. And uh, the husband good friend of mine as well. He's the kind of guy that has 37 hard drives that has everything that's ever been made on TV. Doesn't watch any of it, but he's got those 37 hard drives, right? So <laughs> Any of those just yeah, like a hard drive yeah. that should never be seen by well the authorities? Oh, like I would say 36 of them. But uh, <laughs> as so soon as you so said hard comedian. drive. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't want to mention Lemo's name. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's not Lemo. It's not Lemo. Anyway, uh, so uh, the, their eldest daughter was out and I'm over their place and the youngest daughter, who's like uh, 11 years old, funny kid, we're, we're trying to pick movies for her to watch while we get dinner ready and she's going flicking through his one of his hard drives and she says oh should we watch boogie nights i'm like no we will not watch boogie nights you're not watching that yeah that's a bit that's a bit much oh too much for this age too much for any age and so we're going through all of these and then eventually i give up and let the mum sort it out and so anyway we're in the kitchen and uh, about 45 minutes later mum goes in the lounge room and screams and we run into the lounge room and you know what? She doesn't pay attention to pop culture. So she's picked out a movie called Girls' Night and thinks that this is appropriate for her 11-year-old daughter. We walk in on the screen. There is a woman showing you how to commit fellatio using a bit of watermelon. You have never seen three adults desperately search for a a remote... (laughs) Like, just everyone's like, going, where's the remote? Where's the remote? Where's the remote? I'm, I'm desperately searching for Google right now. What's oh, it called? Yeah. Girls, Girls Night? Girls Night. Sounds That's great. Good. So then the parents... Girls Night in. In. Like, in. And out. And, 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 and back, back in. in. Yeah. And so so then my, my friends pair, uh, my friends get into an argument. You should have been paying more attention. I didn't know it was on the hard drive. I thought they were just comedy. So they're having a nice little fight right. over there. That's good. And then I'm talking to my friend's daughter and she turns around to me and she said, I really love this movie. And I said, what do you mean love it? She said, this is the fourth time I've seen it. What? <laughs> She's been secretly watching it. <laughs> she's been watching it. Like she, this is the fourth time she's seen it. So what are we? That's we're talking like that's a, an M rating. It's or, rated or, MA fifteen plus in Australia. Yeah. Well, she's eleven. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's four years off being at the do the maths. <laughs> Yeah. Let me put it this way: she thinks it's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I hate to say this, but I reckon I can beat it. Really? By a lot. Okay. What have you done? Oh, uh, this is, is this you. This, so there's been a. Have you seen the film Deadpool? That's yeah, a, that's a great freaking movie. It's a really funny film. It's a great movie. My son really wants to watch it all the time. He can't watch it. He can't watch it. No, has watched it with dad, but uh, he's not. But we're not going to let him watch it because we know that that's wrong. But he's seen it because it's all 
course. Yeah, but and but you're you're sitting there and explaining things to him, like yeah, you yeah. know, like him cutting off his own hand, yeah, stuff like that. Explaining yeah. why that scene where Deadpool uh, and his uh, partner and she has uh, a strap on is fine. Like you've explained why that's fine. I right? forgot about that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's that's not appropriate. <laughs> that's at all. not appropriate. I don't know if he's actually seen that. He hasn't actually no. seen the whole movie from beginning to end, but he's seen bits of it, right? So you just fast but, forward to the action bits. Okay. So, but here's the thing, right? Saturday, I was working all day, right? From 8 a.m. till uh, about 6 p.m. I got home about 7 o'clock. Yep. I was naked. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I drowned a couple of beers very quickly. Yeah. And I just went, it's a bit of me time. Kids are sorted. Yeah. They've, uh, they've had some dinner. Yeah. They've had a bath. They're good. Kids, what do you want to do? I always want to watch TV with you, Dad. Excellent decision. Dad's just going to go and get a bottle of red. Great. And we're going to sit down. Yeah. And we are going to watch Suicide Squad. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Like, did you maybe not look at the first word in the, the title and yeah. think maybe right, right, right from there, this I is not a good idea? I had to explain that. I had to explain that. After That's... a couple, I just went, oh, hang on. All right. Let's just move on. Let's yeah. not worry about the title, kids. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, this is incredibly irresponsible. Never it judge really a movie by its title. No. 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 <laughs> but here's the thing. My son's really interested because it's got, like, the Joker in it. Right. You know, and it's like, it's, it's a comic book thing. Right. right. But it's a bit like Deadpool. It's a bit sweary, a bit hurdy, totally yeah. violent, a bit yeah. of sexy work in it as well. Yeah. Uh, so we watched that. <laughs> But here's the thing. It's not the fact that my son is eight, okay? It's the fact that my daughter is five. Yeah. And right. they loved it. And I went and got them a, bo- a, a big bowl of popcorn. Yeah. And then after they'd eaten the popcorn, which they mm. weren't meant to eat, I said, would you like Maltesers? Because yeah. I know where there's a box of them. Let's have a box of Maltesers. And they went, Dad, you are the greatest bloke in the world. And I went, I am a bit, aren't I? Yeah. And then Georgie found out. Yeah. And it turns out <laughs> I'm good. not the greatest bloke no, in the world. No, so, you turn around. Your daughter's dressed as Harley Quinn, like this is a disaster. <laughs> oh my lord! She's been Hammer. saying stuff. She's been quoting things from the film. Oh no! There is yes. a brilliant service on IMDb, <laughs> which is called Parents Guide, which maybe Mez you want to give a look to, oh. and it will run you through. Um, scenes in the movie that maybe you should keep an eye out for. Now, let me just run you through Deadpool here, okay. Mez. Um, sex and nudity in that movie classified as severe. Um, Violence and gore in that movie, classified as severe. Profanity in that word, 69 F-bombs dropped in that, classified as severe. Mm. Alcohol, drugs and smoking, only mild, so that's okay. That's okay. Um, that's, that's my big concern. I'm a, I'm a very, I, that's a Mate. big concern for me. The last thing, what was it? What's the thing that was only a little bit off? <laughs> alcohol, drugs. That alcohol and drugs. Well, yeah, Dad was doing the alcohol. Well, you don't, and so. you don't want Wolfie taking up smoking. No, like, that would be no, inappropriate. That's right. Like so. everything else. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to take up, you know, samurai swords, sure. Right, profanity is a different way of expressing yourself. Like exactly. an F-bomb really is an exclamation mark on a sentence. Exactly. My kids don't use, the, they don't use swear words anyway. They can watch those films and they never, ever use swear words because they know that their daddy's work words. And so daddy has to use those words for work. And sometimes those words appear in other people's work because they're working. Yes, they're, right. Because they're working. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I've explained my way out of that one. It's yeah. Inappropriate, though. <laughs> so one triple three five three. One triple three five three. Let's do it. I can see this written on a piece of paper. <laughs> inappropriate movies? Question mark. Yeah. Have you let your kids watch inappropriate movies, or were you allowed to watch an inappropriate movie? Just very quickly, mm. when I was a boy, mm. my dad took us to the video store. Mm. Remember when video stores were a thing? Yeah. And dad said you can watch any movie you want, kids. Off you go. So me and my brother, I was about probably eight or something like that. We ran around and we got a movie and it was called Flesh Gordon. Oh, Flesh Gordon. Yes. It's not Flash Gordon. It's not Flash it's Gordon. Flesh uh, Gordon. It's not a New Zealand Flash Gordon. No, no, no. 
Gordon had a lot of flesh. Right, he lives up he to the a name. Spaceship made out of flesh. You, you know what movie uh, for me uh, as a kid was like that? Uh, big David Bowie fan, and so my friend mm. Matt Killen and I we borrowed the movie The Hunger, where David Bowie plays a vampire. Halfway through that movie, there's a sex scene between uh, Catherine de Villeneuve and Susan Sarandon, and from behind, I just hear "You beauty," and I turn around. <laughs> Matt Killen sitting next to me, and he came from a lot of money, and he said, "Look what my video recorder can do," and I'd never seen this before. He pressed the button and it slowed Slow. everything oh, no. down. Oh my God, the magic of time travel. One, triple, three, five, three. Give us a call. Inappropriate movies you've seen, you let your kids see when somebody's seen something they shouldn't have. Suicide Squad is actually, it's got a lot of family elements that have been overlooked. Like, it's about coming together. Yeah, well, you know, there's a story about um, a dad and he's got a fractured relationship with his daughter and then he mends it. So that's, that's a justification. <laughs> Hammer, we have got no shortage of total psychos. <laughs> I mean, phone calls of uh, parents, uh, I presumably, who have seen yeah. an inappropriate movie yeah. or they've watched an inappropriate movie on the weekend. I let my kids watch Suicide Squad. And I actually, it's not a good thing. I don't suggest it. It's dumb. It was stupid. It's not because I'd had too much to drink. I was in the process of having too much to drink. <laughs> right. But my, my, I also, too, I believe uh, genuinely that there are limits with the kids. I don't let, I wouldn't let my kids watch drug scenes or yep. sex scenes. Yeah. And, and if I think it's too violent, I do actually cover the kids' eyes yep. with a bottle of red wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the right thing to do. I would never let, uh, if I had any kids that I admitted to, I wouldn't let them watch anything where they voted conservative or... Uh, yeah. Did anything where they believe yeah. against climate change. Do you know what yeah. the big thing is? In, in all seriousness, just for a moment, I've had this conversation with somebody on the weekend too. Yeah. You know the one thing that a lot of parents are not letting their kids watch? Now, forget about Suicide Squad and Deadpool and stuff like that. Not letting watch kids watch the news. We don't yeah. let our kids watch the news. Right. It's, it's, it's a bit too... It's too real. It's too full on. You know, and Trump scares kids. Well, I would probably not let... You know what the problem is? I'd probably let kids watch the news at like six to seven... But the 24-7 news cycle, I would keep them away from that because mm. I think that would give them a lot of anxiety. And you know why I think it would give them anxiety? Because it gives me anxiety. Remember <laughs> last year when you were just, uh, like, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but how much better was 2016 when it was just your favourite artist dying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I was just sad. Hey, now I'm got, full of terror. We do okay. have lots of calls to get to, Mez, but very quickly before oh, we get to them, yep. I just wanted to uh, bring to your attention and mm. the listeners' attention mm. the mm. full effect that your parenting has been having. You had your kids in here last week, last Friday, Friday, when you were looking after them by yourself. This is 24 hours before the Suicide Squad incident. Mm. Um, And while you and I were in here recording, I found out today that um, your five-year-old and your Mm eight-year-old were sitting at your computer. Yes. Googling swear words. <laughs> the good ones? Which ones? Well, yeah. the what, only what, one. What level, what level? Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. What, what, what level are we talking about? Are we talking about like uh, Waleed Ali style swears or are we talking about like Lawrence Mini style swears? Uh, more on the Waleed Ali level. They would do, okay. you know, the Which S you, word. I, I mean that by, by saying, you know, a bit more family friendly, yeah. a little bit more pitched yeah. at like 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. as opposed to Lawrence Mini's yeah. 3 a.m. No, I don't think yeah. any Lawrence many words were Googled, but they were sitting there giggling and telling each other, right. encouraging each other to Google S the S word. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's all right. Like, if yeah. it was Mooney words, that's that's when you take a swear word and you put it with a with an object that makes no sense. Like yeah, a piece what? of hammer. Fruit. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Harry in D.Y., g'day. G'day. How you doing? Good, mate. Was it you or your kids that have seen an inappropriate movie? Name it. Uh, it was me. Okay. How old were you? Uh, I was about three or four. And what did you end up saying? Um, so it was supposed to be Toy Story. 
But uh, my parents have been recorded over on the VCR strip tease. Strip tease. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a very different Woody, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. You get a different buzz well, from well that done. one. Hey! <laughs> well done. You put a dinosaur in a different spot. Oh. Oh. Okay, went too far there. Man, was, a different was... Mr. Potato Head. Oh! Hey, 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 you this is great. <laughs> Only me. Only me. That's the problem then. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get to Liz in Wollongong. Hello, Liz. Hello. What was the inappropriate film that you or your children have viewed? Uh, the Desolation of Smog and the Bell of the Five Army. Okay, mm. so that's the Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, the uh, Hobbit sorry, the Hobbit trilogy. Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. yeah, but what let's age? Just say, uh, our son was two. Oh, two. Oh, right. So let's just say, Puff the Magic Dragon took on a completely different meaning when he was laying waste to an entire valley of hobbits. Oh, oh man! The death of Smog, which is interesting. He's like he's done the death of nappies at age two. <laughs> like he's, just, he's the death of huggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. He wasn't very huggy after that. No, no. Did, did he get a bit scared, Liz? In all seriousness, did it uh, terrify him a bit? Yeah, like he was a bit terrified of the dragons and then the orcs and the five army, you know, laying waste to all the little hobbits. Yeah. Oh, oh man. We, we sort of had to, like, Ben and Holly went to. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, look, you know what? I, I don't know what you do for a living, Liz, but I'll put some money aside now for therapy that yeah. you're going to need in a few years' time. <laughs> Luke and Castle Ray, g'day, mate. How you going, man? How are you? Very good, Chief. Mate, I've got a good one for you. Everyone sounds a bit soft today. I'm a kid of the 80s, born in 85, so I was around in the golden age of horror movies, mate. Yep. And I, I used to sit down with me mum as a little fella and watch Freddy Krueger, quite confused. Oh, oh man. Out. How, how old were you? I swear to God, no word of a lie. And she used to sit there and explain to us that, look, it's all fake, it's all fake, so you've got to see this and understand it's all fake, right? Anyway, lo and behold, about three, four years later, at the Royal Sydney Easter show, going outside the ghost train, and there he is, mate, Freddy Krueger, hanging out the doors as he come out. The last bit, and he scares you. Yeah. So we lined up, mate. We went and bought those plastic nunchuckers that they used to sell with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Right? We all popped into the, into the ghost train, mate. We had four in the carriage, and as soon as he come at us, bro, we turned on him. We had all the people in hysterics, mate. We give him a hike and send him back in the ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Luke, you get extra points for saying nunchuckers. <laughs> Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks and routines of the healthiest, happiest and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Big news in Sydney yeah. today. Yes. Now, do you remember, I think it was last year or it was last year when uh, there was the British research vessel mm-hmm. that was, uh, the naming of it was put out to public vote, a lot like they, what they do with animals at zoos. Oh, yeah. And the brilliant people of Britain came back with the winning name of Boaty McBoatface. Oh, remember yeah. this Which last year? Which was pretty year? funny. Which, Which was very funny.
Unfortunately, but, then, but they didn't go with it though. They ended up going with Sir David Attenborough as they should because it was a research vessel. Sure. But right. then they named one of the smaller vessels on board that boat, like a little, uh, you know, a speedboat, essentially, yeah. whatever Run it was, about, like a yeah. Zodiac thing. Uh, they named that Boaty McBoatface, which was good. I okay. thought that was a good compromise. Yeah. Well, the trend has continued okay. because. A competition, Transport uh, New South Wales has run a competition to name a new ferry in the Sydney fleet. Oh, dear. Names <laughs> that missed out. Right. Brian Ferry. I love oh, Brian Ferry. no. How did that miss out? Oh, you know the you thing know is? People are idiots. That yeah. is amazing. I would have liked that ferry more than the musician. Right. I've got no interest in the musician. But I like Brian Ferry. Ferry, right. pe- Ferry Penguin. Kids, get on Brian Ferry. Oh, oh, oh that's probably that, why that's I didn't get voted. Shut up and get on Brian. <laughs> Let's get together. Oh, uh, Ferry Penguin also missed out. Oh, oh yeah, my Ferry Penguin. It has been named Ferry McFerry Face. Oh no! Come on, it's been done. It has been done. Well, we've but, moved on. But now that is the new that is the new boat name. It had Brian Ferry. I'm furious. I, you know what? I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest, because I, I, I think um, Bodie McBoatface is funny, and indeed, Ferry McFerryface is funny, if it had, if it had been the first one. Mm. But yes. to take what has already clearly been named in the UK and then knocked back to do it, you just go, oh, mm. really? Like, like there's, there's, but there's heaps of better names. You could have come up with Fairy Godmother. Like, there's yeah, just, you know, it's just yeah. easy. Um, how about this one? Very close to calling it Ferry Ferry McFerryface. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if the boat's long enough to, to fit that on. Yeah. Ferry. Ferry Zenly, which is, was my attempt to say Fonzarelli, but anyway, it was. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, these terrible names that you guys are coming up Bench with. Up the shark leads uh, yeah. us perfectly into today's quiz. Oh, the quiz! Oh. Today's quiz is all about. Is all about terrible. Is all about terrible names. Okay. okay. First, it's it's in three parts. First part is movie so- sequels. So uh, right. your names, your buzzers. Yes. Um, you have to tell me the names of these movie sequels. Okay. okay. First one. Predator 2. What was the sequel to Die Hard called? Hammer. Yes, Hammer. Uh, Die Harder. Correct. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what, was... what I say to myself on a Saturday night just before I go out. Oh, <laughs> oh excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what was the sequel to... I know what you did last summer called. Hammo. Yes, Hammo. I still know what you did last summer. Correct. Oh, he's going to kill me yeah. on this. Well, you might catch up a bit later, Miss. Make uh, one about Predator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the sequel to Dumb and Dumber called? Merrick. Dumb and Dumberer. Correct. Uh, Miss is on the board. I'm not that dumb. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> sequel name of Miss Congeniality. Oh, Hammo. Mi- oh, yes, Hammo. Miss Congeniality 2. I need the rest of it. G'day, I'm still Sandra Bullock. Uh, uh, Miss Congeniality 2. Nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Oh, okay, we're moving, we're, moving into, we're moving into section two. <laughs> Album titles, okay? Album, oh, Album uh, titles. going to kill me again. Because hey, no, no, you know stuff that I, and I don't. I no. only know what I know. In 2000. How dare you? <laughs> In 2000, Limp Biscuit released an album title. Total shit. <laughs> I need you to finish the album title, man. No, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> give him a point. Okay, we'll give him a point. It was called Chocolate Starfish and the What? Oh. And the wet ones? <laughs> uh, 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 it's called 
chocolate starfish, and the hot dog flavored water. Oh, oh that, okay. that is just a sad world that we live in. REO Speedwagon in two, in 1978 released an album called "You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't." What? Merrick. Yes. Tune a fourteen-year-old because it's a bit. Uh, it's, it's too far. It's the young. And it's what? Yeah. Tuna sandwich. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> it's tuna fish. Oh, <laughs> oh I was being a smartass. <laughs> Speedwagon, can we load up an Ario? Can we get an Ario Speedwagon? I'll see if I can get one ready. Ario Speedwagon's pretty cool, like in a really lame kind of way. It's, it's a bit yacht rock. Let's see if we can get some Ario right, Speedwagon. I'm really in the mood for some Ario okay. Speedwagon. Jermaine Jackson in 1982. I'm worried about my mental health if I don't get some. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson in 1982 released uh, an album called Let Me Tickle Your What? Merrick. Oh, no. Macaulay Culkin. Oh, what are you doing? What? <laughs> I don't know if Macaulay was born. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't have stopped Michael. Hamo. Uh, Pyrenean. <laughs> it was fancy. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. What? All right. This is a really what weird was one. That? What was this? Let me that? tickle your fancy. Uh, you, this is made up. That's what I meant. Perineum. Fancy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a fancy spot. Let me tickle your fancy perineum. Where's it's, that? It's, Let me show you. This is a glitter on it. <laughs> Did Otherwise you, known as uh, burlesque herpes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a burlesque performer told me that oh. I've never recovered. This Literally. is last one. Here we go. Oh, For sorry. the win. Hammer. No, I want 10 more of these. Right. <laughs> In 2012, Paul McCartney released an album called Kisses on the What? Merrick. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Hammer. The fancy Pyrenean. <laughs> I kid you not, it was called Kisses on the Bottom. What? Come on. Paul really? McCartney in Come 2012. On, oh, yeah. But he's like such a massive musician. How do like, yeah. none of us know that? I don't know. Is it that, uh, All right, um, if you want, you've got time to play one more segment no, no, of this game. No, let's play a few one more. One more segment of this game. Here we go. <laughs> Can we just do this till this 5? This last segment is called Is It a Teletubby or Is It One of Jamie Oliver's Kids? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to read your name. You've got to tell me whether this is one of Jamie Oliver's yeah. kids or whether it's a Teletubby. Yep. Okay, here we go. Daisy Boo. Mer- Teletubby Mer- or... That's, that's uh, one of Jamie Oliver's kids. Correct, it is. Yeah. River Rocket. Ooh, I've had, I've had one of those when I was swimming. Yes, right? Oh, yeah, so did I. You never recover. Uh, Teletubby. Incorrect. That oh. is uh, his youngest son. Really? Why yeah. would he do that to him? Why would he do that? Why? No, no. I okay. thought that was when you, you know, when you're 14, you go for a swim down the river with the girls, and all of a sudden you just go, oh god, and they go, come on, we're going to go, we're going to go and get a snack, and you go, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, not right now. No. They go, come on, Merrick, hop out of the river, we're going to go get something to eat, and I go, oh, I can't, Nadine, I just need a moment Nadine! by myself. Yeah, just, well, I'm not making this shit up, mate. This is factual content, mate. It was a big day. We were swimming in the river. Yeah. I was about 16, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah. And there was a moment there, and I had a river rocket. Yeah. And the river rocket had to stay in the river for a little while until there was less, there was more river, less rocket. Mate, it, hang on, where's your microphone gone? What's going on with your oh, microphone? Sorry, I had the same experience. I ended up with a Mississippi burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this quiz is over. And through the creative art of bullying, uh, we have managed to continue the quiz that Liam wished to yeah. stop. You wrapped it up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then off air, yeah. uh, some pretty crafty bullying. Yeah. Work, workplace bullying in its at its best form. In fact, I should probably write an instruction manual. Mate, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but uh, I thought it was top notch. Yeah. Thank Big, you. Yep. As such was the, you guys you started a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, mate. And so it's back. Part two. Part two. <laughs> I, can't even, I couldn't even tell you what this quiz is. 
I don't even know what it's called. I no. just demanded that we do part two because yeah. I wasn't satisfied the, with part one. The thing, right. the thing about uh, part two there... It's like a time massage. For, like, part one's good, oh, yeah. but part two, yeah. Yeah. that's where it gets And for Destiny's good. Child... And you get a watch. <laughs> and for Destiny's Child there, who is a uh, theme music, there was no part two for two-thirds of the band. It oh, was yeah. over after Destiny's Child. Nah, really? Kelly Rowland, she, she, she kicked on. She made stuff. a bit of money. What's no, the other one? She was in The Voice. The other one didn't do so well. Was it Nadine? Nadine. Yeah, Nadine. Oh, that's right. I remember okay. her from the river. So, <laughs> <laughs> we are playing uh, the name game. All right, All right. We, we've we've already done uh, album titles and we've done movie sequels. We're moving on to celebrity baby names. Oh, great. Okay. Here we go. Your names are your buzzers. All right. What are the names of the children of Sam Worthington and Lara Bingle? Hamo. What? Yes, Hamo. Uh, Jim Bean. Uh, Collie uh, Ostomy and uh, Gertrude Stein. No? Okay. Oh, can I have a crack, Mary? Uh, Go for it. One, one of them's got to be called Rocket. Correct. <laughs> wow. That is that is outstanding. Spot on. That is just... Oh, this is the problem is... with radio. No one can see the surprise face. Yeah. <laughs> We're all a bit... Oh, Obviously, yep, okay. your subscription yep. to but not River Weekly Rocket. still up. No. Okay, so not River not Rocket. Rocket. Okay. River Rocket. Okay, that's one kid. They've got two yeah. kids, have they? Is there the one... Um... It's boy. Starts with the same letter. Oh, I know. Uh... Rheumatoid. Um... <laughs> Rheumatoid arthritis? It's Racer. Rimmer? Racer. Oh, Racer. It's not okay. Rimmer? No, it's not Rimmer. Uh, okay, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. What are their kids' names? Oh, uh, Hamo. Yes. There's North, <laughs> South, Southeast, North by Northwest, <laughs> and <laughs> over to the left. <laughs> West. <laughs> Dubbo. No. No. Dubbo is it, no, isn't Hamo's right? Isn't one called North by Northwest? Yeah, isn't it? No, one's North. I gave you a yeah, point yeah, for North, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the other one? Saint. Saint? Yes. Ah, you got to follow it up with a compass point, don't okay. you? Yeah. You don't go north and then Saint. Yeah. You go north and then Westy. What is the baby oh, name? Oh, it's Westy Westy. Oh, yeah, Westy West. That. What is the baby name of Gwyneth Paltrow and former Coldplay? Merrick. Truck- oh, no. Merrick. Banana. <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Oh, well done, oh, so Hammer. Yeah, they got right. sponsorship and everything. <laughs> and you this you, is you the... know what happens. Got, the kid got to six years old, got an upgrade, and you couldn't find <laughs> where it was. It was a disaster. <laughs> Every night you got to plug the kid in. Yeah. Yeah. Stand still, plug it in, yeah. download. Yeah. Yeah. This will be now, wild. last one. Oh. Right. Now, bear in mind, we mentioned this bloke earlier in the quiz in part one. Bear in mind, Jermaine Jackson called his 1982 album Let Me Tickle Your Fancy. Oh, yeah. What did Jermaine Jackson call his fourth child? His fourth child? Yes. Mary. Tickle my fancy. No. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> Merrick, Michael's new toy. Two. Merrick, Merrick, Bubbles Part 2. Too many Jacksons. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to hit this buzzer a few more times. Merrick, J- Jackson 6. <laughs> that would have been better. Tito, Tito Jr. <laughs> I kid you not, he called his fourth child a son, Your Majesty. Oh, no, that's right. What is wrong it with you? What are you doing to that kid? Oh, man. You are thinking that it's only bogans who cut loose with bad names. Right. No, it's rich people as well with right. money and artistic integrity. It's embarrassing. Your Majesty, that's pretty funny. <laughs> like, that'd be an excellent name for a dog. Oh, okay. yeah. No, it would be, too. Strangely silent. What kind of dog? Like a German Shepherd? No, nah, like a crap one. Oh. Like, like one a, that comes in a handbag. Oh, yeah, like one yeah. of those. Like, like one I've fluffy. got, like, like that half mongrel I've got. <laughs> 
Okay. Now, on that note, let's say what? goodbye to Justin Okay, Harrison. what? Okay, you take your river rocket and get out of here. I'm going to my Mississippi burning and I'm going to get a cream for it. <laughs> Ever been in South Australia and desperate to let your 13-month-old boy, Lewis, stretch his legs after a three-hour drive? Yeah, I think we've all been there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lewis scrambles into the Emoji Movie Skill Tester arcade machine and you can't get him out? Yeah. I know what you're thinking. We've all been there, Miz. Such a relatable story. Yeah, I know. And look, just another one of these stories that somebody would like to talk about is Joss, who is the mother of Lewis, who got stuck in the Emoji Movie Skill Tester arcade game. That's right, the claw that goes down to pick up the plush toys. He got stuck in it. She joins me on the line now. Hi, Joss. Hello. Okay. First of all... (laughs) How bad a mother? No, I'm only no. <laughs> I've had a bit of that. Yeah. So, mother, you, mother of the year moment. How quickly did your son Lewis get into the skill tester machine? Uh, look, he crawls at the speed of light. He's just known for being really quick. And I was standing right there. We just played the machine. He was playing with the little joystick thing right in front of me, and I was talking to a couple of. Um, older fellas looking, waiting for their wives, and um, he just disappeared from right in front of me. <laughs> I thought he crawled down the side of the machine, but okay. Did, his, did you double take Joss? Yeah, when you yeah, saw his little I'm head different. in there, I've seen the photo. Did you? Did you just go? Oh my god, that's what is that? Yeah. That's I haven't seen that emoji. That's, oh my god, that's my son. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I did. Mm. <laughs> I thought, uh, oh dear. Um, uh, I did have a quick look at the um, glass on the machine, and I could see that there was a key that. Open the front doors, so um, I was pretty sure there was someone close by with a key. But okay, now, yeah. but Joss, um, <laughs> those claws are not notoriously very grippy. How long before you could get the claw around his skull and get in, and pick him up to put him into the exit slot? Well, I did put another five bucks in and have a go, but no. Unfortunately, don't even pick up the toys. So yeah, I'm pretty un- sure they weren't going to pick up. Them. Under- unfortunately, though, you were so determined to get the poop emoji that you pulled out a plush toy poo and not your son's head. Oh, well, I did want the third one because I thought that was appropriate, but he gave him a little devil, which was also appropriate. So how long was he in? How long was he in there for, Joss? And, and how was he coping when he was in the skill tester machine? Uh, he was only in there probably five minutes, maybe a bit over five minutes, and uh, he was happy as Larry. He was playing around and we were tapping on the glass. The, one of the gentlemen I was with suggested we could feed him through the slots for a couple of years, but. That was from all that I could have. <laughs> so anyway, it ended up being a pretty harmless incident and a bit of a funny one for his 21st, I think. Uh, so, oh, you would have got a heap of photos and just gone, oh, yeah, when you well, turned 21. I was, we were there waiting for my husband and daughter who was in the My Little Pony movie, and I thought, I've got to get some video of this for him because he's going to miss it. He's got to be out before he came out. So, And, and as a dad, he would have been gutted if he missed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it was, he thought it was awesome. So. Yeah. so, just I don't want to be too personal, Josh, but when uh, when young Lewis was born, did you have to use you know they get the, the, no no listen, Liam? Sure, no, I already second. know where you're going. No, 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 you don't know where I I'm do. going. No one knows where I'm going. I don't know where uh, I'm going. Josh, did you have to use clamps Forceps, around yeah. forceps <laughs> to, to pull his head I out? I can tell you, he was stuck. So yeah, he's, he's been uh, stuck so, a so lot. It wouldn't have been his, it wouldn't have been the first time that he he had some sort of metallic <laughs> clamp wrapped around his head. He's familiar with the he's familiar with the equipment is what I'm saying, Joss. <laughs> Have you just compared yep. Joss's womb to a skill tester? I did. Yeah. I did. And, and you know the funny thing is, uh, Lamb, so has her husband. So <laughs> No. 
Both of those things. Both of them require a joystick and no, a level no. of a level of control. Joss, we are very glad that Lewis is safe and he's got himself uh, a toy. But I'd like to apologise for Merrick Watts. Joss is oh, loving I've, I've done a lot of uh, radio interviews today. This is definitely the funniest one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm absolutely thrilled for you that uh, that your son is safe, but he's had that great experience. That he's one once in a lifetime experience to get stuck in a skill tester. Oh, there he is. There. That's him. Yep. Just called <laughs> into a vending a, machine. Hang on a second. Is he is he there, or did you just squeeze him and he squeaked? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've actually got a little skill tester here that we keep him in. I guess that's why he crawls in there. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a crib anymore. Yeah. He's just got a skill tester unit. Joe, Joss, all the best of luck to you and to your son, Lewis. And thanks very much for having a chat to me today. Thanks very much. All right, you take care. I want to open up the phones now. One triple three five three. Have you had your kids stuck somewhere? Or as a child, did you ever get stuck? You know the one I love, and I saw this with my kids when very little, when they put their head between oh, railings. Yes. So good. And they put their head, slide their so legs good. through and then they turn their head slightly and then their head can't come back out and just like for like an hour it's you just best. watch them. You just watch them yeah. and then you just go, it's easy, you just guide your head yeah. back in like that. Oh, if but, anyone's... but you give them an hour. You give them an hour <laughs> for the experience. If, if anyone's ever had to call the fire brigade to get their kid out of somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, wherever you've been stuck, like if you've been stuck physically as an adult or as a child, fantastic. I don't want any glory hole stories. Thank you. No. Trying to keep this family, this is a family program. Lawrence has just called through. Uh, Lawrence, no. <laughs> we just said no. Gl- <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those treehouse books. Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Yeah, this is one time I, I got um, I got part of me stuck in the skill mm. tester. Mike's up, Mary. Oh, Jesus! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was nothing, no part of me stuck in anything ever. Um, so, talking about when have you had something uh, stuck there? We just spoke to Joss. Who was brilliant, by she the way. She was fantastic. And I love that bit where she said that she's done so many radio interviews today. But what was her funniest one, Liam? Uh, I think she said it was um, Today FM Breakfast. And she would be correct. Mm. Good times, breakfast with the stars or something. Um <laughs> We're, ta- we're taking your calls on triple three five three. Have you been stuck as a child, been stuck somewhere or had something stuck? I, I, there are so many occasions when you see your kids and you have that flash moment, Liam. Well, I've got two one six ones eight, mm. and you see that moment where you just go, oh, they're stuck. Where have they gone? Here we go. No, no. They just go, their hand's stuck in something or they've got caught and you just go, just get the camera. Because the first thing you think is, obviously, don't worry about their, the safety or the health. Film it. Yeah. Because this could be good for YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's and what. Disappointingly, they're not stuck. There was an entire TV show built around that premise, Australia's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. all about where can kids get stuck and what can they fall off. Mm-hmm. It's good times. <laughs>
Great show. Bring that back. Yeah. Scott and Glenhaven. Hello, mate. Hello. All right. Is it was you that got stuck as a kid? Yes, it was. All right. Where'd you get um, Scott, Scott, stuck, Scotty? I got stuck in a dishwasher. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. How did that happen? Um, well, I was about five at the time, and me and some friends, we we have like a, um, this big old shed full of just junk pretty much. And um, we're playing hide-and-seek, and we had this old dishwasher in the back. And so they were counting. I ran off, found the dishwasher, went, oh, that's the right old place. Pulled out all the drawers, climbed in, and shut the door. Okay. And then got stuck in there, didn't yeah. you? Yep. Locks on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did they get you out of there? they use a rinse or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just a quick warning, kids, if you are yeah. listening, never, ever, 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 ever hide in a refrigerator. No. Refrigerators bad, yeah. bad. Yeah. That's why they have their doors torn off when they put them out for council cleanup. All uh, right. When Scotty got stuck in there, he went, "Oh mo, I'm stuck." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody said, "You're making too much noise." Dish, Scotty. That's what they said. I can't believe that we are doing some really good dishwashing, <laughs> dishwashing. material. <laughs> My God, what a thing to be famous for. Jean in Marsfield. Hello, Jean. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, great. Great to have you on the show. Have you been stuck in somewhere? I, I've, I've had my finger stuck in something. Um, I raided my mum's sewing box when I was about five, um, and it was a key ring. So a key ring's gone on. I'm sitting there putting it on, taking it off, putting it on. Eventually, it didn't come off. Oh. So we go to, yeah, it didn't come off. We've got this fate to go to, go there. My finger's all red and, you know, mum put Vaseline or put the shit on it, couldn't get it off. So I oh, Vaseline. Oh, it's always Vas, isn't it? So my, at the face, my face is painted blue as a blue cat. We then go to a GP afterwards to try and cut it off. Um, and it broke because all GPs have sort of ring cutters and stuff. Mm-hmm broke their ring cutters trying to get off this key ring. Um, Went to the local hospital, did the same thing. They went through three different pairs of ring cutters and they're just going, well, the only option we've got is to call in the fire brigade. So it's SES that came in, three big burly blokes. (laughs) Seriously, I was five or six freaking out and they come in. They slid a piece of tape, so like a builder's tape measure, underneath it yep. and saw it off. Oh, oh wow. wow. So like a jeweler's kind of saw thing. Did they just put a blade uh, underneath it and then kind of saw, uh, it, was, saw it back? It was like a grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh. a grinder. Wow, that's incredible! And this is this is all just from a ring that you found in a drawer. Because I don't want to, I don't want to go too far here, Gene. But uh, Lawrence Mooney once found a ring in a drawer okay. once, and he had troubles getting it off as well. Gene, thank you for your call and apologies. No, Gene doesn't need an apology. She'd love that. That was funny. Gene was right into that. It was a good joke, wasn't it? Let's move on. Gavin in Windsor. Hey, bud. How you doing, man? Good, mate. Just, good making a couple, just making a couple of cockering jokes. Let's move on. Uh, Gav, what have you had stuck where? How? Escalator. Yeah. 
How did you? Hang on a second. How do you get your feet caught at the end of the escalator? How's that possible? It had it had teeth missing out of the actual. It, it's like a oh, oh out it's of like the track. And there was actually teeth missing out of the track, so my feet got stuck in between that. Oh, that's that is definitely litigious. You could sue for that, Gav. Did you get some compo for I, it? I'm nearly fifty, and I still remember. Did you? Did You're nearly 50. You, you still sound 14, for starters. <laughs> he, do, he does sound 14. Gav, have you still got your feet? <laughs> no, I still don't have a teeth. <laughs> no, your feet. Oh, <laughs> the feet, yes, I've got my feet. So any permanent injury? Any permanent damage? No, just stupidity, that's all. Mate, that's incredible. That's the thing. As a kid, you're always paranoid it's going to happen. But, of course, it never, ever happens. Mm. Unless, of course, you're Gavin and yeah. Windsor. And then yeah. it happens. Or Lawrence Mooney's mum at it, Woolies. Oh, she fell down. She nearly got shredded. That was yeah. not good. All right, quickly, we've got one more time. Yeah. Time for one more call. got uh, Donna in Campbelltown. Hi, Don. Hi, how are you? Really good. Great to have you on the show. All right, Donna. What yeah. have you, What? Who got stuck where? Um, my seven-year-old daughter got stuck in a set of handcuffs. Mm. Oh, okay, that's okay. All right, okay. First of all, okay. All right, okay. Are you a member of the police force, Donna? No. Is your husband a member of the police force, Donna? No. Are you? Are you and your husband a pair of sickos? <laughs> no, we're at a friend's house, and they were the friend's handcuffs. Oh yeah, Surely the friend's yeah. Yeah, and all the kids were playing with them, taking them on, putting them off, and. All that, and eventually the key broke and my daughter ended up stuck in them, so we had to take her to the police station and get them cut off with bolt cutters. So yeah, you took her to the police station in cuffs as a seven-year-old. Going in, she would have looked yep. so badass yeah. too. Like, and Which police station did you, did you take her to, Donna? Campbelltown. Oh, well, that was just going, oh, yeah, part of the course. Yeah, they did. That's going, oh, young girl from Picton. Okay, let's move on. Well, we heard that there's going to be a bunch of new fairies in Sydney, including Fairy McFairyface. Well, time for a Sydney Uncovered about Sydney's fairies. You live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered. We all know the historical Harbour Bridge, but what existed before the iconic coat hanger? How did people cross south to north? How did incredibly horny yet sexually unsatisfied Mossman housewives cross Sydney Harbour, I hear you ask? No, Troy, it was not a tunnel. Although there was a... Well, yeah, anyway. In December 1801, an entrepreneurial convict named Billy Blue arrived in Sydney aboard the Menorca. In no time at all, he identified a hole in the market, getting bored, exceedingly horny Mossman housewives to Sydney Cove. Billy Blue began ferrying passengers in a rowboat between the north side of the harbour and the south side. Some say that occasionally Billy would stop halfway for a rest and would sometimes offer housewives a different type of paddle. Okay, okay. What? No, Mez, you got to stop. That is not even remotely true. There's Shut no up, way. Liam. I'm rewriting history, not you. Billy was a man whore. Billy eventually became local legend with the suburb Blues Point commemorating his efforts. No confirmation if Blue Poles also got its name from Billy's efforts, but if what I'm making up is true, yes. 1861 saw the formation of formal ferry services with the North Shore Ferry Company, which operated the first commuter-style ferry across the harbour. Good timing, because old Billy was getting on a bit and the Viagra Costa line was sending him broke. Plus, there was rumours that Billy had picked up pant barnacles. It's unfortunate. 
Right up until the 1880s, around 80% of Sydney's people lived within walking distance of Sydney Harbour. Even so, Darling Harbour was still a massive white elephant, despite the world's first IMAX theatre built in 1854, consisting of everyone laying on the grass and looking up at some local actors doing Shakespeare whilst wearing two glass bottles over their eyes. It was terrible. Several people were killed by bin chickens and eventually people abandoned the area never to return again, as evident today. By 1899, ferry services were integrated into Sydney Ferries Limited, which became the world's largest ferry operator by fleet size and making a shit ton of cash. Before the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the busiest route was on the circular quay to Milsons Point, where passengers would change on trams or trains to reach destinations as far away as Hornsby, where upon arrival, they would be issued a pair of crocs and a pamphlet on how to give up on life. By the late 1920s, more than 50 ferries serviced the Inner Harbour runs, while eight larger ferries were on the longer Manly run. Sydney Harbour Bridge was opened on the 19th of March 1932 and almost instantaneously the busiest ferry services were destroyed. The Sydney ferries became the world's first Betamax recorder. Within 12 months, the fleet was reduced by half and only a few remaining excessively horny Mossman housewives continued to jump on Bluey, as it was known then. Although no one ever sighted them getting on a ferry. That's for tourists and peasants, not for wealthy yet sexually deprived horny mums from Mossman. Okay, alright. That's, that's, uh, you made your point. The end. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.